Hey, are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. MZ back again. Thanks for joining us on the Indecisive Podcast. Back in Dallas, love and life. Things are good. 2021 so far has not disappointed. It's been full of fun and exciting new experiences for all of us. Anyone remember the last time an attempted coup happened on the White House? That was like back in the 1800s. Wow. How exciting. Can't wait to tell my grandkids about all this. Well, I forewarned you on a previous episode. Today's either going to be a epic and fantastic experience, <laughs> which of course it will be because I'm here talking with you about interesting topics. Or today is going to be a skip, because the particular topic I'm going to discuss today is healthcare. Now, I see see all of the um, eye rolls out there in the audience. I, I see you reaching for that skip button. Wait, just give me a minute. Just give me a second. All I'm going to do here is outline for you my experience with choosing a healthcare provider for 2021 from the healthcare marketplace, which is the program that was established under President Obama, I believe, the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> just just that name alone makes me laugh whenever I'm whenever I think about what we're about to to, to to talk about. The Affordable Care Act is what this is called. Okay. So I've participated in this program for a couple of years now. Now, by no means am I a man of means. I get by as best I can. I live in a modest home, three bedroom, two bath in a suburban neighborhood. I might pull in around 50 to 60,000 a year annually me now my wife probably about the same so combined we have about a hundred thousand dollar income now I know for a lot of people that's a lot of money 
but when you work into it, the actual expenses that we have, our base expenses are around $3,500 a month. That's uh, house, mortgage, uh, insurances, uh, various kinds, uh, utilities, uh, as well as streaming services. I mean, everything that goes along with it. Our, our, our nut is about 35. So that's kind of what I base my life on. If I can get four, <laughs> that's what I'm after because that gives me a little extra, you know, for whatever fun. Um, but, and I'm not saying that I'm not uh, shooting for the moon, but I'm comfortable where I'm at. And so I, sure, I could push for more, but at this point in my life, I'm an older guy. And uh, I'm having a good time. That's all that matters, right? I'm happy. People around me are happy. We're comfortable. And I'm talking to you on a podcast. So, Jesus, what complaints do I have? There are a lot of people with worse situations. So, but anyway, I've participated in this program. And for the most part, we've gotten the credit that they, which again is really interesting (laughs) when you start to really think about how that this program is set up. So, for those of you unfamiliar, the healthcare marketplace, um, you go through and you fill out a, a series of forms, uh, of all your personal information, how many people are in your household. There's even a section where you can link to your IRS uh, tax returns so that they can base your income off of official documents. Because what ends up happening, I think, at the end of the year after you've done your previous or your your taxes for the previous year, somebody somewhere, maybe it's a computer, I don't know, makes sure that your estimated income that you entered at the beginning of the year, because particularly for me, I'm I'm a self-employed contractor. Shit, I don't know. I have no idea. Now, I know there are self-employed contractors who know a general idea, uh, much more organized than I am, uh, but for the most part, like I said, 50-60, that's what it's averaged past couple of years, so I'm just going to stick with that. So that's usually what I do. But at the end of the year, I guess whenever you do your official taxes, somehow it's connected. And if it turns out that you said that you were going to make less and you made more, well, that means you got more of a credit. That means the government paid more of your, or supposedly paid, more of your insurance premium than than you were due. So, I mean, again, I'm not asking for anything I'm not due. And hell, I didn't read through the 5,000 or whatever page document this thing came out in. That's the other thing that's so funny to me about these. I mean, I understand healthcare is complicated, but if, if you want to make it easy, I think it could be done. You go to the doctor, you get, you get fixed. And, and, then you go home. <laughs> now, who's going to pay for that? Well, obviously, the government's already paying for it. Jesus Christ, they're writing checks to every every entity in the country and outside the country that is asking for money. So nobody can tell me that uh, the healthcare system isn't making money. They are flush, let me tell you. Okay, you just take a look at their uh, end-of-year reports that they put out to the stockholders, you know, the real people that matter, not us people that are trying to live, that are trying to survive, that are trying to get health care assistance, that are trying to get remedies for problems. No, the people that really matter are the shareholders, right? 
I mean, that's what it looks like because they're making money. They're making lots of money. All right. So, but then on top of that, when you think about, so I, I fill out the forms and it says that, let's say I'm going to get a thousand dollar credit a month based on my income and how many people live in our home and whatever other factors that they've put into this. So a thousand dollar credit. Well, so where does that come from? Where is that thousand dollars? Somebody's paying that thousand dollars. It's, it's not, they're not discounting it. The insurance companies damn sure aren't discounting it. Uh, the doctors damn sure aren't discounting it. So someone's paying that. Well, it looks like that the federal government is paying that because it's a credit from the government, which means the government is paying the healthcare providers. Okay, so I don't, I, now that's not where this was supposed to go, and I'm not trying to run around a tree here. But by God, they're getting paid. And when you see what's offered, what we're about to talk about, what's offered as my health insurance options, this is the biggest joke that we've ever been played on, that's ever been played on us. I mean, it, it's an absolute, it's, it's a comedy, <laughs> but it's not. So here we go. Let's get started. So last year, the choice that we had, and we've had for the past couple of years, because I'll be honest, it was the cheapest. Uh, Molina bronze. Doesn't that sound exciting? Well, you already know bronze is bad, right? Because gold is the top. I mean, if you've ever gone to any sporting event, you know that bronze is the bottom level. Okay. But again, you're, you're about to see why I didn't go much further than that or why I couldn't go much further than that. These prices are ridiculous. How much this health insurance is, and this is this is the marketplace. This is the Affordable Hair Killer Act. Okay, so anyway, so that option last year, I think it cost me out of pocket somewhere around twenty five dollars a month. Now I'm not complaining; that's fantastic, but it didn't cover anything. Well, what do you mean, MZ? Well, what I mean was the deductible was so high, and we aren't really a a family that goes to the doctor often or that has a need to go to uh, for surgeries or we don't have any ongoing uh, medical issues that need monthly subscriptions for prescriptions or doctor visits or anything like that. We just go and if you get the, if the flu comes down and I, and I don't feel like I can move, I'll go to try to get a shot or go get an antibiotic for, you know, the cold or whatever it is, but it's minor stuff. That's all we ever do. Okay. So, and, so, so I know that skews a little bit of my opinion on health care uh, because I really don't feel like it, it's needed in my life because we don't use it. We don't need it that much. But let's say I do. Well, the policy that I had had a $17,000 deductible. Now, those of you who aren't familiar with what the word deductible means, that means I pay into or I pay up to that amount before I can get any kind of assistance from the insurance. So in this case, um, let's just say I broke my arm and I go to the doctor, well, probably the emergency room. Um, unless that bill's $17,000, I'm paying all of that. And I can speak from experience because this has happened. Not the broken arm, but we've had emergency room visits for accidents and I've handed them my insurance card 
and they've asked me for whatever money uh, for them to even get started doing anything, which is fine. I, I get the whole, you know, pay pay before service. But that's not for everybody. As a contractor, l- let me let me come and do your work, but you pay me first. So how does that work? No, it doesn't work. But they, they don't ask you for all of it. Because if you wanted to know how much it was going to be, how many broken arms do you think they've done? You think they'd know how much it would cost? Try getting that out of them. If, when you go to the ER and you say, okay, it looks like I got a broken arm. How much do you think this is going to cost me just so I can see how my budget's going to work because my insurance is really shitty? They're not going to give you an answer. Oh, we can't tell you that. Come on now. Why can't you tell me that? Well, have you ever seen a bill after you've gone to the emergency room? That thing is a mess. And, and, and it's a joke. People know about it. They laugh about it. But it's really sad how much they overcharge for stuff. Now, they'll give you some sort of an explanation of why they overcharge for an aspirin, $30 for an aspirin, that I can go down to any corner store and get a bottle of them for, like, less than 10 bucks, And they're going to charge $30 for it. But it's because they've got this big building and they've got all this fancy equipment and they've got all this whatever it is. So their markup and the service that you're getting is has been stellar, right? You didn't sit out in the, the lobby for six hours waiting to get into a doctor's office at the ER. That's never happened, right? You get, I mean, white glove treatment as soon as you walk through the door. No, you don't. You sit out there and, and in pain or in in Whatever situation you're in, you're waiting in the waiting room for these guys to just decide when. Now, I'm not picking on the healthcare industry. That's not what I mean by any of this. But this whole thing, it all ties together. It's all fucked up. The pricing, the waiting, the service, the the treatment, the lack of treatment. I mean, some of them, it's almost as though they could care less. You went into the, into the industry where you're supposed to help people. Now, maybe some of these doctors go into being doctors to make a lot of money. But I would think the number one priority for someone pursuing a career in medicine would be to help people. Not treat them like they're an inconvenience to you. Not when they walk in hurting to leave them sitting in a very uncomfortable. Now, again, I've been in a lot of hospitals. You know those son of a bitches know how long we're going to be sitting in that waiting room. You think they could give you some comfortable chairs? Hell no. No, it's going to be some hard ass, hurt your back, hurt your ass chairs. And they don't give a shit. It's probably the cheapest thing they could find. Right? But they're making money. They're making lots of money. So, anyway, back to the healthcare options. So, the new options, here's, here were the new options that I had. So, first off, I'm, some, I mean, when you think of healthcare, now, United Healthcare is one that, I, I, that I'm familiar with. Um, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, I've heard of that. That name sounds familiar. Um, Edna? Edna, yeah, that's another one. Okay, so those are familiar names. Now, in the Molina, I know the Molina name only because I've had their insurance for a couple of years. But 
previous to my experience with the healthcare marketplace, I had no idea who the hell Melina was. They, for all I know, they they were created just as, as part of this uh, five thousand page bill, uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. You know, they were probably somebody's brother in law uh, that that got a opportunity to start his own insurance company. I don't. Who knows? I, I haven't done the research, and and maybe I'm being slanderous, and I apologize for that if I am. But anyway, never heard of Molina, but that's who. Those are obviously one of the options. They're out there. But there was a new one this year, two of them actually. But one of them, man, this one sounds great. Friday health plans. Where do I sign up for that? Because I love Fridays, so you know it's got to be good, right? With a name like Friday health health plans, man, missed opportunity because it's not. So here's here. This was the bottom. The bottom level, the very, very cheapest option that was provided to me on the healthcare marketplace in uh, this last year. Monthly premium. Now, this is with no credits. There are zero credits applied to this because it'll make more sense if I keep it clean. All right? Because everybody's credits are going to be different. But just look at the, the amount that we're talking about. $1,218.52. This is the bottom level plan of the Affordable Health Care Act program $1218. Now I don't know about you, but my mortgage is about 1500. That's how much I pay for a house, my very own house that I can do whatever I want inside of it. I can paint it, I can rip the floors up, I can do whatever I want in this house. And I pay about 1500 a month. It's got three bedrooms, two baths, a two-car garage, which I keep chocked full of all kinds of shit. But the point is this is a tangible asset that we're talking about here, and I'm paying nearly as much in in health insurance as I am for that. Okay, twelve eighteen, twelve eighteen a month. Um, now the deductible, hold on to your hats, seventeen thousand dollars. Individual, that's the family. Now individual deductible is still eight thousand five hundred dollars. So what that means is if I personally get injured and go to the doctor, go to the ER, whatever, I have to pay out of pocket up to $8,500 before the insurance will really kick in anything. And then after that, it depends on how much percentage they cover. All right, so let's continue. Now, copay is a big, a big issue for a lot of people. Some people, they do go to the doctor a lot, and so the copay is important to them. So when they show up to the doctor, they don't want to pay a whole lot out of their pocket. Right. And that's what the copay is. And I understand that. That, that I mean, you go to a doctor, hell, they could probably charge you $150, $200 for a doctor visit just for you to, again, sit in there. Doctors aren't, aren't doctors. I ain't giving you any love either. You're no different. How many times have you made an appointment at a doctor? I don't care what kind of doctor it is. You've gotten there and you've sat in their waiting room. You may have even got there 15 minutes early. You thought, hey, maybe, maybe there's a, an earlier opening and I can slide on in there. Nope. Nope. You get to wait. And and then your time comes. Okay, that's understandable. So I was early. That's fine. Punish me. I don't mind. I'll read one of your fantastic magazines that now have COVID all over them. Well, we can't even do that anymore. Uh, so I'll play on my phone for the 15 minutes. But then my appointment time comes and I look up. They're not even looking at me. And there's people coming and going, of course. And I'm waiting. I've waited sometimes an hour, sometimes longer. In a doctor's office waiting room on a day I had an appointment. So, you know, that's not cool. What other industry can do that? 
again, as a, as a contractor, if I tell a customer I'm going to be there nine o'clock, if I come rolling in at 10, 10 30, man, that ain't going to work. But for doctors, it does. Mm. For ERs, it does. Hmm. What do you think makes their industry so special that they get to treat their customers this way? Again, in an industry that is based on helping people, they treat their patients this way. Now, I know there's doctors out there that are nice. I know there's probably ERs out there that you'll wait less than an hour. But my point is, it all comes together. This industry is really messed up. There's a lot of problems that need to be addressed. In, I don't know what the answers are, but I'm not hearing a whole lot of people talk about this. So anyway, back to this insurance. So the copay on this particular plan, the bottom rung plan, 12, 18 a month, um, no charge after the deductible. Ooh, you see what they did there? Yeah, so you got to pay all of that $8,500 individually or $17,000 as a family before the insurance even pays a dime, just for your regular doctor visit. So you're about to find out what he normally charges. Or are you? Because a lot of times when I've gotten these bills, there's these multiple columns. Man, you ever try to take a look at one of these bills from your insurance company and the doctor's office and the discounts and the it's it's pretty wild so the doctor's office is saying that it costs this thing and then the insurance company says nope we're not paying that we're only authorizing this amount so that's kind of a bonus i guess in having insurance because i've got this I guess it's like having a, a, a real, you know, tough looking best friend. I wouldn't even call your insurance company best friend. An associate, a really tough looking associate that, that kind of rolls with you every once in a while. And whenever you roll into a place and they tell you, hey, yeah, the hamburger is going to be $10. He looks at him and says, nope, $5. And then you pull $5 out of your wallet and you give him $5. That's kind of my understanding of how this works, right? So the, the doctor's office says $200 for our 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 appointment and the insurance company on this, on this piece of paper will say, Nope. Um, $75, but that's money I'm owing. I pay the money. So then I pay the money. And a lot of times they know this beforehand. So when you go to the doctor's office, they'll ask you for your insurance. And that's why, because they're going to do all the magic behind the scenes to figure out how much your insurance is going to allow them to charge now, allow them to charge. So what, what is, so what happens to all that money? They're saying 200 insurance is saying 75 They just lost $125. I can't run my business like that. If I tell somebody it costs $200 for me to put a plug in, it costs $200. That's me for about an hour and a half up in their attic or whatever I'm doing, and, and they get an outlet, and yeah, that's about 200 bucks. That's time and labor and parts. Yeah, for sure. Insurance company can just tell them, nope. That $125, that don't exist. Wow. That's pretty wild. So, <laughs> membership has its privileges. <laughs> okay, so, carrying on. So, no charge after deductible. That's for primary care uh, specialists, uh, x-rays, diagnostics, lab, outpatient, professional services, everything. Hearing aids. Everything. 
You don't, you have to pay for everything until you've reached your deductible and then the insurance kicks in. Man. So on, on top of paying $1,218 a month, I've got to pay an additional up to, or $8,500 or up to $17,000 if I've got a couple of people in the house that, that have injuries or accidents or whatever, or an illness. Is anybody seeing anything wrong here? Does, it, does, does this seem right to anybody? Okay, moving on. Um, ER, no charge after deductible. So expect to get your ass spanked hard if you got to go to the ER. Those boys don't let up. I, I took a friend to a hospital at the ER. We weren't there, I don't know, maybe four hours. And three of those hours, we were sitting in, literally in the hallway. He was on a gurney. We were in the hallway in front of the, the nurse's station with him sitting on a bed for like two hours of the, of the whole thing. The bill was like $8,000. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. $8,000 to sit on a gurney in a lobby. Uh, and this was pre-COVID, so I, who knows what it is now. they got to do COVID cleaning and all that shit to everything that you've touched or breathed on. So, wow. It's crazy. All right, so this plan... Um, is done. That's the cheat plan. So the plan that I had last year, the Molina Bronze. Oh, Bronze One. There's different levels of bronze. <laughs> it should just be like rust and dirt, and <laughs> they shouldn't use bronze, silver, and gold. None of these are fucking worth bronze, silver, and gold. Maybe what you pay for them, they are. Okay, so this is the Molina Core Care Bronze One plan. This is the plan that I've had for the couple of years. Monthly premium. $1,342. No credits. So, a little bit more than the other one. Now, the deductible here, individual deductible, that's only $6,100. Hey, that's a little bit less than, than the other plan. So, that little bit more equates to a little bit less. Okay. Um, the out-of-pocket family, uh, $7,000. Or, I'm sorry, $12,000. $12,200 for the family. Now, that's uh, the, both of those are in-network. In-network means if the doctor's office has a, an agreement with the insurance company, that's what you're going to pay. Now, out of, out of network, you're going to be looking about, I think it's 8500 for the deductible and 17000 for the family. All right, copay, primary care doctor, $35 after the deductible is met. Here it is again. Shit, at least the other one was free. No charge after the deductible, after I paid $12,000. or $12, they pick up the bill. Very good of them. Thank you. But no, not this one. Still $35 after the deductible. Ooh. All right. Specialist, 75 after the deductible. X-rays and diagnostics, 50% after the deductible. All the rest of these are also 50%. Uh, lab work, um, any outpatient facilities, um, professional services, hearing aids, those are all 50% you pay after you've met the deductible. Now, I'm not going to do the math here. I really don't want to turn people off. Because that would turn people off. But I'm serious. S sit down and think about this. The amount of money that you would pay before the insurance even kicks in. So out of pocket, 1300 times 12. I mean, we're talking about nearly $15,000 here, right? That I've paid in premiums. 
And then on top of that, uh, 17000 I guess I am doing the math. Sorry. We're talking about nearly $40,000 before the insurance is kicking in. Holy shit. Do you got 30000 laying around? I don't. Not after COVID. Not after I've had to live on my savings. Wow. Okay, so back to this plan. Um, it does not cover anything out of network. That is a, an important point. And the reason that's an important point, because I don't know about you, last time you, uh, I went to the doctor, I didn't get to say, hey, is everybody here at your facility part of uh, my insurance program? Because it's a valid question. I've got a friend who had a baby, and they got the customary seven or eight different bills after their baby was born. And yeah, one of the guys wasn't in the network. But do you think they got a choice? Did they think it was announced? No. They just had to pay the extra money or not have the insurance cover it to begin with, which is stupid. God, this is all so stupid. Okay, so back to this. Um, now, some of these do cover uh, like counseling and uh, drug rehabs and uh, nursing care facilities. Um, so that if that's an important thing to you, also look at, look at those. All right, so here here we are with the consideration for for my consideration for 2021. All right, this is a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan. Hey, now a name I recognize. All right, that's cool. Um, and so this plan, um, and I, I forgot to mention the other ones are also HMO. This is an HMO plan, which means you must go to your primary care doctor. He has to be the one to tell you, you need to go to a specialist. You can't just go to any specialist you want. You get a little bit of skin irritation going on. You can't go see a dermatologist. You got to go to your primary care doctor. He's the gatekeeper. So HMO, um, which do doctors need any more of a power trip than to be the, the one to tell me if I get, if I need to go to a specialist or not. Oof. Okay. Deductible. Oh, sorry. Monthly premium. $1,354, $1,354. So a little bit cheaper than that Molina plan. And it's got a name. And people might actually allow me to use it. That was the other thing I forgot to say. On the Molina plan, good luck finding a doctor that accepts it. How brilliant is that? The Affordable Health Care Act that doctors can refuse. Now, at the time when this thing was passed, it was mandatory that you have insurance. And if you didn't have insurance, you were fined. And it was a stiff fine, boys and girls. It was it was thousands they were kicking in your in your teeth with. So imagine that getting a plan, and then calling doctors to see if you could set up an appointment, and they say, "Well, sure, but we don't accept your insurance." That's some bullshit, right there. So fortunately, they did away with the fines, and you're no longer penalized. So that takes a little bit of the insanity away from this, but. Um, back to this plan, the Blue Cross Blue Shield coming in with the $7,400 deductible. Hmm. Family, $17,100. Hmm. So, primary care doctor, now, fancy insurance name, Blue Cross Blue Shield, fancy way to describe things. So for primary care, there's a tier one. Ooh, what does that mean? It doesn't tell you. Nowhere in the paperwork does it tell you what tier one means. And there's a tier two. So the tier one doctor visit, there's no charge. 
What? I didn't say after deductible. There's no charge. Whoa. So I can go to the doctor and and there's no copay. Wow, that's a I like that. Hence why this was the consideration for the year. So that's actually halfway decent. That actually makes sense. Okay? Because I'm paying a monthly premium. Jesus, what is that premium doing? What are what is the thirteen, almost fourteen hundred dollars a month? that I'm paying other than keeping the lights on in a building and the power on for an insurance company office, it isn't doing crap to help me. The person who, who is sick, it didn't help me do nothing. It didn't go in towards any of these, but this one is. So that's why I liked it. Okay. Moving on. Uh, tier two though, man, I hope, I hope tier one are the best doctors. And then tier two, they punish you for going to their bad doctor to a bad doctor because the tier two doctor is $90. Yikes. Okay. Going to have to look up what a tier one is. All right. So specialists are tier one, 50% tier two, no charge. Now after deductible. So specialists are not covered uh, by the, the no charge, only the primary care. So you, you've got the 50% after you mentioned deductible. Okay. Remember what that is. Um, everything else is pretty much the same as that, 50%. So you got your outpatient facilities, your hearing aids. Um, now, some of these have eye care, some of them don't, but mostly it's just for children. They don't have adult eye care. Um, generic drugs. I forgot to mention this on the previous ones. So this one, the tier one drugs, uh, $10 is the most you'll pay. That's nice. Sometimes it's cheaper. Um, tier two is $15. So yeah, there you go. Um, there, of course, are other drugs. Specialty drugs are 45% after deductible. Um, so this plan looked like it, because, again, we don't go to the doctor that often. And when we do go to the doctor, um, it's it's for something minor. Now, knock on wood or, or cross your fingers or pitch salt behind you, whatever uh, is your superstition of, of, the, of the moment, hopefully that continues. But the long and short of it is, one more fun thing I wanted to do before we get uh, finished with this, and I know it's gone a little long, but this, I know you're, you're interested. You have to, you have to be, because I was, that's why I did this. What is the most important, most expensive plan? What does it look like? I mean, man, I'm, I bet, I bet it's nice. I bet you get some really nice benefits with that. Well, let's take a look. So I did look at what the most expensive plan offered on the, healthcare.gov marketplace offerings. And it was by a place called am better secure care. So it's the am better secure care 15 plus vision plus adult dental. Hey, and it's an EPO plan, which that's new to me. I know PPO and HMO. I don't know what an EPO is and I'm not even going to go into it. So the monthly premium for this plan $2,929. That's almost $3,000, kids. That's almost $36,000 in premiums that you're paying to a health insurance company every year if you choose this plan. There can't be anybody choosing this plan. Is there really? God. Okay. The deductible. Drum roll. $1,150 for the individual. Now, that is substantially lower than the average of 7000 what we were looking at on the, his other plans. Family, family deductible, 2300 
much less than those 17000 that we've been looking at. But does that still equate to $36,000 in for a year? I don't know. All right. Out-of-pocket maximum, um, 4500 for the individual and 8900 for the family. Now, that out-of-pocket does not include your monthly premiums. I don't know why they don't do that, but it doesn't. Um, that's the deductible and any of the um, percentages or whatever. So that's what they say. That they'll, they'll cover everything after that. Uh, primary care visits are $25. Regardless. Deductible, no deductible, $25. I mean, okay. Specialist, $50. X-rays and imaging, $60. Now, that actually could be, if that includes like CTs and MRIs, can't be. But... X-ray is about 75 bucks usually, so you're getting a little savings there. The other imaging is what I'm curious about. Um, lab and outpatient, 25 bucks. Now, I've had lab work that's come in hundreds and hundreds of dollars, so that's that could be that could save you some. Um, outpatient facility is 20% after the deductible, so if you're doing outpatient work, uh, physical therapies, those kind of things. Um, so all eye exams and glasses are covered 100%. Do whatever you want for that. Uh, drugs seventy five or twenty five dollars for generic and fifty dollars for brand. So, looking at this plan, I mean, if if you foresaw that you had a lot of of healthcare issues coming in, but who know who does? But this would be the plan to go with, right? I mean, if you knew that you had on the horizon terminal cancer or, um, no, not terminal. Uh, let's just say a cancer of some sort that needed some heavy duty, um chemotherapy and whatnots, that's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you want to have insurance for that, but who knows when that's going to come. Now, I know there's DNA tests, and but I still don't think we're at the point where we can predict if a person's going to get cancer or, or something. But, man, I don't know. After going through all of this, I just wonder, there's got to be a better way. There really does. Now, to sum all this up, the deadline was December 15th. Now, I did put this off for a bit. Um, so about December 10th, I started calling, and it was a four-hour wait. And so I was like, nah. So, but on the on the 15th, they were take recording your number and allow, giving you an extension if you called in and left your number. So I did, did that. So they called back and we started going through all of this. And at the end of the day, I didn't get any plans. Because I wasn't going to qualify for a credit. Now, I don't want this to come off as though I don't, as I'm not a believer in insurance. I am. Because I know accidents happen. I've got auto insurance. I've got home insurance. I've got umbrella insurance. I believe in insurance. But when it comes to health care insurance, it is so ridiculously overpriced that, that that's the option. It's either get it or don't. Because I can't afford an extra twenty or $1,200 a month for a basic plan that isn't going to cover shit. I mean, why would I why would I waste my money like that? Now, a responsible person instead of having the insurance would put the money in the uh, in the bank 
you know, save it up, something. But me, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll just do what we've always done. Just try to live our life. And if something happens, fingers crossed, we'll head to the ER and we'll sit there for four hours. Hey, this has been MZ on the Indecisive Podcast. I'm so glad you guys joined me. I'm sorry if this was uh, not the most exciting episode for you, but it is something that I think people need to be more aware of is that our health insurance, that is really a, a concern for the future of our country is if it continues in the manner in which it's going, it's going to be to the point to where we, we get to choose whether we get care or not. And I don't think it should be that way. I think we live in a civilized enough society that if people are hurt and need care, they should get it. So anyway, here we go. We're off 2021 firing it up. Everybody be safe out there. Cheers. Okay, 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 okay. This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Beautiful.